Please stand by. We'll be streaming live soon. Correndo e olhando para trás. Good morning. I. It's cold in Athens. I'm talking about uh, 46. <laughs> but uh, still cold. You know, 25, 30. It's cold for us, especially to this Brazilian boy that uh, can't handle cold weather. Amen? So today I want to talk to you about uh, the peace offering. Peace, in terms of God, is really essential. You know, when you sit for a meal, one of the things you need is some protein. Uh, a meal without protein is not a meal. You know, you, you can, you can uh, go vega, vegetables and such. But protein has to be somehow a part of your diet. In terms of peace, it, it has to be a part of your spiritual diet because you've got to have it. One of the verses that impressed me the most in the Bible is, uh, is Isaiah 26.3. It says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. And so peace is essential to understand. As a matter of fact, of all the offerings... Uh, that uh, I've been presenting. I already spoke about the burned offering. There's a difference between the burned offering and, and of course, the meat offering. Meat has nothing to do with meat. It has to do with the, with the, with the white flour and, and frankincense and myrrh and oil and special pieces and amounts that would make a bread smell wonderful on the fire. So the priest would eat the meat, and then he would eat the bread. Now, of course, there's no combination that is more appealing to the, to, the, to the taste than a warm piece of bread. Now, the third offering is the peace offering. And it's chapter 3 of Leviticus. And I'm covering all the chapters in Leviticus uh, this time. Because I want you to sort of uh, have an idea uh, of the book of Leviticus and understand a little bit. It says, and if, notice the if, his oblation or sacrifice or gift be a sacrifice of peace offering. If, again, he offers it of the herd. So now you, you, you're back in the herd on the burnt offering. On the meat offering, you're away from the herd because it's the bread offering. Peace offering, then, he presented, it is something that you decide to do. Because anything that's coerced upon you in terms of spiritual life and, and, and vitality, you're not able to join it. So, so what, what do you mean by coerced? It's pushed upon you. It's forced upon you. And so there's two ifs over here. And if his oblation, and if he offers it of the herd. So I want you to pay attention to that type of insinuation in what God is saying to us. That there are certain things that you have to have an open heart. and you, I'll show you that. So here, take it easy. Stay with me now. That's 30 minutes and I'll be on time. Okay? Here it is. Whether it be a male 
or female. <clears throat> That's the first time in Leviticus that an offering uh, uh, specifies the gender. Uh, in chapter 1, chapter 2, uh, in chapter 3, it shows off the gender. Why is that the case? Because it opens the door for a woman to be a part of this peace offering. It says, He shall offer it without blemish before the Lord. So the bird offering, the first offering, chapter 1, pictures Christ dying on the cross. The meat offering, which is, of course, the bread offering. Remember the bread and the oil and the frankincense. And I hope you can remember what I've been teaching you. That is Christ living. And of course the peace offering presents him as making peace by the blood of his cross. You see, this peace offering here is for those that are tormented, upset and anger and bitter that they have done something wrong. Because without peace, you will never be able to overcome the sin. And so, he shall offer it without blemish before the Lord. And so, establishing man in communion with God that brings peace. Now, what do you mean by peace? What kind of uh, verse of Scripture talks about peace? Peace is part of the process of sanctification. Go into uh, your Bible, into Romans uh, uh, chapter 5. A very special verse that I use all the time. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. So justification, just as if you didn't do it, forgiveness and redemption for your sin brings peace. If it does not bring peace, then something's wrong. Because you see, the sin persists to condemn. And if the sin persists to condemn, back to chapter 3, you gave a peace offering without really wanting to do it. Remember, if, 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 if his oblation, his sacrificial present to God, if uh, he offers it of the herd. So God says, the only way to establish an offering of peace is when you have made up your mind completely that you have overcome. Let's take a look on this. If we find out even more fully in the peace offering that even though the sin nature dwells in us, it is not to rule in us. In other words, we do have original sin, but it don't have to rule over you. What do you mean by it? You think all the time, you're upset about it all the time, you have a, a bone, you have a chip on your shoulder. That's an American expression. A chip on your shoulder. You carry this thing inside of you that keeps on remembering, keeps on talking, keeps on arguing that you've done something wrong 20, 30 years ago. A lot of people are hung up on that. You know, I have so many experiences with that of, of a man who's about to die. He's dying. In Cabo Frio, Brazil, I went to his house, and there he is on the, on the city on the, on the sofa with that death look in him. And so I knew there was something undealt with. There's no peace of God, even though God forgave him, but he don't gather, he don't have peace. And for some reason, the Holy Spirit said, behind the books, on the bookshelf, behind the books. 
So I just asked the lady, ma'am, can you, there's something behind the bush. Oh, 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 Lord, oh, God, oh, God. And behind the, bu- the, the books, there was a gun in which he killed several people in the past. And uh, we took him out, out of the couch. His two sons, big old boys, carrying him to the sea, which was about 30, 40 feet away. And we threw the gun in the sea. And by throwing the gun there, it, it began to give him peace, and he lived. So without peace, you, you die. Now, let's take a look at this, at this offering, because it's really important. It says, it says, And he shall lay his hand upon the head of his offering. Now, this is all over, of course. Uh, uh, it's, it's part of the burnt offering, uh, 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 and, and the, the idea of substitution, identification. The animal becomes the substitute. We talked about that. You put your hair, hand on the head of the animal, and you transfer your sin upon the animal. It's referring to, if you confess your sins, he's just and faithful to forgive your sins, meaning you're actually transferring to God, uh, uh, to Jesus, all your sins and shame, and he removes from you and gives you his peace. So, this idea of, uh, of substitution is again showing up on the peace offering. I want to call your attention to that because after this is over, I'm going to give you 40 questions about Leviticus. Let's see how many of you can answer. One of them will be, uh, 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 in which offering does substitution is important? And of course, it's in the burnt offering. It's on the peace offering. Okay, now, are you with me now? I hope you're following me. It says, and kill it at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. So the person who brought the animal slays the animal before he gets into the into the the holy the holy place, the holy of holies, or or where the brazen, brazen altar is, outside of the door, the entrance of the tabernacle of the meeting. <clears throat> How do you do that? Well, the priests hold the animal. And perhaps a sharp knife cuts the throat where the artery is, and the blood begins to come out into a, a, a basin. And of course, uh, Aaron's sons, the priest, sprinkle the blood upon the altar around it. So the sinner here trusted in what he, the sacrifice represented. You have to put your trust on the sacrifice. You have to put your trust on the burnt offering. You have to put your trust on the, on the meat offering. You have to put your trust on the peace offering. As, 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 as explaining that you have to put your trust on Jesus Christ. And it's blood sprinkled around and about. And of course, uh, uh, the atonement of, of the animal or the atonement of Christ is spread out around the whole brazen altar. What is the symbolic aspect of that? It doesn't exist inside only of the person giving the peace offering. It, it comes out of it and it goes in the blood of the animal because the life of the flesh is in the blood. Leviticus 17, 17 11. It's in The life of the flesh is in the blood. And so you take the blood as part of the animal and you sprinkle around that large brazen altar. 
Now, how do you feel that? You feel because as blood touches the brazen altar, which is hot, uh, it, it, it smokes. The, the aroma of burned blood, it's all over that area. Typifying Christ dying on the cross. Now, may I suggest now that every time I read a verse of Scripture here, this is not Moses talking, this is God talking. So you've got you to gotta set your mind to understand this. Okay? It says, And he shall lay his hand upon the head of his offering, and kill it at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and Aaron's sons shall sprinkle the blood upon the altar around about. That's God talking. And so think about the idea that the only way that peace be established is if God and the worshiper were brought into fellowship by getting the blood of the animals sprinkled on the altar of God. Like a, God is simply saying, I want to have a, a communion with you. I want to have a, a fellowship with you. And the only way I can have fellowship with you if you receive my son <clears throat> and the sacrifice he, he made at the cross of Calvary. I want to have a fellowship. I want to sit down with you and I, I want to commune with you. I want to talk with you. Now that type of fellowship, it, 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 it's very important in, in, in receiving personal healing. Amen? The foundation of the worshiper the matter of fellowship is in the sprinkle of the blood. The fellowship, the communion, the unity, it's in the blood. Of course, when we have fellowship with people, they let you down. You know, it's, a, it's kind of interesting. <clears throat> There's more disagreement between people to people than people to, to animals. That's why a lot of people love to have a dog. Because there's no discussion. There's no argument. In other words, the dog loves me or he won't eat. But you can't treat God the same way. He establishes the matter and the manner in which this unity, in which this fellowship is established. It's in the blood. So when the blood is sprinkled all over the altar... The blood came from inside of the animal. It is the most inner thing. The veins, the heart, the liver, all of that comes out of it and sprinkled, meaning your sin then is taken out of the animal and sprinkled all over the place, symbolizing that I want to have fellowship with you. I'm forgiving you. I'm talking about all the way down to the nitty-gritty of what you are experiencing. I hope you get the idea. This is what God, not me, not Moses, God, is thinking when he does something like that. In his, verse, verse 3, And he shall offer of the sacrifice of the peace offering, an offering made by fire unto the Lord. <coughs> why, <coughs> why this offering is made by fire? Now, you know, it's kind of a, the only way to explain this is to see that <clears throat> he's outside of the tent of the congregation. 
The priest is holding the animal. The man that uh, commits the sin has a knife. The priest, another priest, based the base of, uh, on the neck of the animal. They collect the blood. Now, let me read it again and see if you can get it. And he shall offer who? The man. The person. He shall offer of the sacrifice of the peace offering. An offering made by fire. So, until the blood touches the fire, which is the brazen altar, there's no offering. Now, I've been looking at this <clears throat> more in detail. And there's a lot of commentators and a lot of people that argue this point. So what do you mean? Until Christ died on the cross, your sin wasn't forgiven through Him. When He was at the cross, He's still alive. That is why Jesus said it is finished and He died. So the death of Christ, it is the, 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 it is the, the peace established. The foundation established. So when do you get forgiveness? When Christ died. So the death of Jesus Christ on the cross took upon Himself all the sins of the world. As the blood of the Lamb, of the sacrifice, is sprinkled on the altar, made by fire, and the smoke rises all over the place. You know, you're talking about a, a blood that must be a little warm, but as it touches the brazen altar, the smoke goes up. And he, the sin is forgiven. As Christ died on the cross, the sin is forgiven. I don't know if you like this or not, if you understand this way, but that's a sacrifice made by fire. Because the fire is in the brazen altar. The fire is not on the lamb or the, or the, or the bullock that came inside. There's no fire on that. The animal is still alive. But it touches the altar. Now, now he makes, the God makes a comment. He says, the fat that covers the inward, the inwards. The fat that covers the inwards. What do you mean by that? You see, two things about the animal that God don't want you to have, He wants you to have. The fat and the blood. Why is that the case? Because the fat symbolizes prosperity, symbolizes provision, symbolizes the best of the animal. You see, it's, it's something that enlarges the animal and because the fat on the tissue of the body of the animal is actually what produces the blood. That's where blood pressure comes from. You know, if, you <laughs> if your blood pressure is too high, you got too much fat. <laughs> So, verse 3, the fat that covers the inward parts. God, God wants all of that. And all the fat that is upon the inward. So the fat and the blood symbolizes the priceless life and the precious inward affection of the Lamb of God for you. Two things about the animal that, uh, that God just expresses his desire to love you. It is the fat and it is the blood. Are we getting somewhere? Are you beginning to... I wish I could talk to you and you could talk to me back, but it looks like I won't be able to. But, you know, but are you hearing? 
Are you hearing? Yeah. Or are you taking a nap with the eyes open? <laughs> hey? Are you hearing? There's about five people here listening to me. Are you hearing? Okay. Well, let's take a look a little further and you begin to see the, the whole picture. <coughs> John, keep my, 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 my watch going on. And the two kidneys and the fat that is on them. Now, he's going to burn the kidneys. Okay? But he's talking about the fat that is on the kidneys. Which is by the flanks. It tells where the kidney is. And the cow above the liver. The word here is C-A-U-L, John. What is the cow? Cow? Okay. It is it's part. It's above the liver. It's an organ that is not involved into the sacrifice. With the kidneys, it shall be taken away. So, 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 these two parts are removed out of the animal. And look at uh, verse 5, explains now. Aaron's son shall burn it on the altar upon the burnt offering, which is upon the wood that is on the fire. It's an offering made by fire, a sweet savor aroma before the Lord. So all these organs, how how many kidneys does a cow have? How about a bullock? That too. He has to remove it and put on the altar as a sweet aroma before the Lord. Does the burning of the kidneys, and what is the application of the kidneys? Tell me what the kidneys will do to the blood. It detoxes the body. It cleans blood. So kidneys cleans the blood. It filters. It's a filter that cleans the blood and, and moves it forward. And of course, out of the urine, comes, it comes out out of the kidneys into the bladder. And what I'm saying to you is that God is saying that these two parts of the animal have to be offered separately because they have something very special to do with the blood. Notice that. And, and it says, And if his offering for a sacrifice of peace, offering unto God, be of a flock, male or female, he shall offer it without blemish. Again, he opens the door for male or female, and was being allowed to stipulate that all, both men and women, can have fellowship and peace with God. God is saying here, God is saying here uh, that male or female bringing the woman into a place of forgiveness and redemption. You see, women must get a little tired that everything in the Bible refers to man. And by the time you finish reading the Bible, you say, well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not part of it. Not really. In, in the book of Leviticus, as God begins to institute the offering and sacrificial system, He is saying that a woman has the same right as a man to bring an offering before the Lord. I want you to hear that. Because the devil lies a lot. He belittles, he, 
He accuses, he condemns, he steals your joy. And God is saying here, I don't care if you're a woman, it's okay, male or female. Okay? And he shall lay his hand upon the head of his offering, kill it before the tabernacle, Aaron's son is sprinkled the blood. Again, the same procedure. The difference here is that the offering that was given was the two kidneys, and, and it's by the flame of the cow, the liver, the kidneys. It's taken away and offered separately. Now, I find that real interesting. Why would two kidneys be dealt with as a whole burnt offering, like a bulik? It's because it has to do with the blood. Now, Jesus, we believe His blood is in the mercy seat in heaven. The mercy seat is the Ark of the Covenant, the cover of the altar of the Ark of the Covenant. He simply means the atonement, the sacrifice, the death of Christ on the cross. And His shed of His blood is essential to be understood. And is essential to be a part of your uh, uh, peace offering. Your understanding of the cross. Your understanding of the atonement. Your respect to it. A lot of people put down this type of thing uh, in the Bible. They, they simply say... It's gore, blood, and I don't like it. It looks to me out of order and out of patience. God instituted these things. And so if He's teaching about the peace offering, the transfer, the substitutionary aspect of the cross, you've got to give attention to understand how precious His suffering was for us. Amen? Look at verse 9. <clears throat> And he shall also sacrifice the peace offering and offering made out of the fire of the Lord. The fat thereof and the whole rump, it shall be taken off hard by the backbone. <laughs> don't, 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 don't bother. I, I, I explain. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The fat thereof and the whole rump. What is rump here? Anybody? Yes, it is. It is the part, back part of the animal that is most desired for, for good meat. Okay? It shall be take, it shall, it's, it's, and he take off hard by the backbone, meaning scrapes out of the bone that type of meat. And the fat that cover the inward parts, and all the fat that is upon the inward part. Fire does not represent hell as some teaching. It represents judgment. And so, God poured out upon Christ uh, instead of us and speaks of the death that Christ would die. His death totally and completely finished the work of redemption. But, but again, the scraping off the hump, the meat, the, the fat, and the inward parts as a separate is because then the carcass wasn't at the altar, brazen. Or the carcass thrown out of the city, but the meat per se represents purity, clarity, because the blood's been taken out from it. So after the blood drains, then the offering is prepared. And uh, and now, now let's take a look at verse ten because it refers again to kidneys, the fat that is upon them, the kidney, the two kidneys which are the flesh, and the cow about the liver, the kidney, it shall be taken away. So God moves 
into the organs that have to do with blood. And every time there is a peace offering, not on the burned offering, not on the meat offering, but on the peace offering. Meaning that peace is only attained when you deeply consider what you've done and totally, completely repent before God. You know, a human being will not forgive many times. But God is saying if you come with that intent, with that, with that desire to talk to me, I will forgive your sins. And the priest shall burn it, all the two kidneys and, and the liver, by, in, at the altar made by fire. In other words, twice now, when he came to uh, the animal and taking the kidneys away, twice he's saying to you that those two parts, the kidney and the liver, that, that, that purifies and cleans the blood, and, and all the fat there is of, I want to deal with it. Notice, notice God, our Father, giving special attention to how the blood is taken care of. Because the blood comes out on the basin, but now He goes into what, what cleans the blood. And of course, you know, First uh, John 1, 9, it says, If we confess our sins, He's just in favor to forgive our sins and cleanses us. Notice the word, cleanses us simply means the kidneys they offer see the Lord is building that concept within your mind that when you confess your sins he's just and faithful he will do it according to Leviticus he will clean you up completely amen okay now uh, let me go to verse uh, to terminate I'm, I'm about to, to be over here Verse 16, And the priest shall burn them upon the altar. It is the food of the offering made by fire for a sweet savor. All the fat is the Lord's. All the fat is the Lord's. Fat here represents prosperity in Christ. The blood represents His life freely given to us. So the peace offering represents the blessedness and joyfulness of communion between God and man. That's what the peace offering means. When you have peace, you have been totally, completely forgiven in the altar of Jesus Christ when He passed into eternity. The Lord bless you today. I hope you got something. Amen.